Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three, KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, as we talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Thanks for tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list. We will start at the bottom of the first hour, 1030 or thereabouts. Nick Oson uh, covers Iowa State. We will get the latest on uh, the free agent signings, uh, the basketball uh, signees, football comings and goings. There's been certainly a lot of that uh, in the conversation this weekend. We'll catch up with Nick Oson. A lot of different ground uh, to cover with Nick. We'll do so coming up here at about 1030, 1035 or thereabouts. Matt Snyder's in his normal spot on a Monday as we talk baseball with the one of the national writers uh, for MLB at CBSSports.com. Look forward to catching up with uh, Matt Snyder on baseball from the past week and look ahead to this weekend. It's a really big series tonight. Uh, one this afternoon is the Royals and the Cardinals. Their game, which was scheduled to be tonight, they have moved it up in anticipation of uh, weather coming uh, in that direction to St. Louis. So they'll they'll go with twelve fifteen today. Uh, but we'll talk baseball with Matt Snyder and then Scott Dockerman. On um, well, on the uh, on the Hawkeyes on the Big Ten, he wrote a a, a good piece at the Athletic, uh, looking ahead to some of the bigger names that will come back and play another season of college football in anticipation of next year's draft. The draft is over. We now said we leave the oasis, which is the NFL draft, in the middle of the long off season, and head back into the desert towards the month of July, August, and September. It was a fun weekend while it lasted, but now back to reality and the wait continues. How are you? What a weird weekend of sports. I couldn't get into it on Saturday. You I tried, draft? had it on in the background, but yeah. just never was real captivated by it. I think That's, I watched every pick. Every pick. <laughs> every pick. Yeah, you're weird. Yeah, the only time I really didn't was watching on Friday night when Memphis and the T-Wolves were on. Right. No uh, NBA game Saturday. Nothing. No NHL. Watched a little of the Twins Rays, but I think... Outside of background NFL network mm-hmm. and watching five, six innings of the Twins game, that was all the sports viewing that I did on Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday night stunk. Uh, Saturday, you know, you'll never guess in a million. Well, you probably would because there's only a couple of games. I just refused to watch the Dodgers on my iPad on ESPN Plus. Okay, so I watched the Rockies. And the Cincinnati Reds for what will probably be the only time I watch Cincinnati. There was Rocky nothing on Reds. There was nothing on. I mean, couldn't nothing. you nothing sit down and talk to your wife? No, <laughs> I think she was probably, I don't know if she was in bed by then, but um, Swamp People, I got a bunch of those taped, but yeah. I saved those for Sunday night. That's my kind of wind down the week. 
Watch an episode of Swamp People before I shoot it. Shoot them. So I can't get you into the Lakers Showtime series. No, because I've missed too much of it. Yeah, catch up. But you're watching Swamp People and Red's Rockies, maybe even worse. Yeah, that might be. Maybe we can load that series onto my... Can we load it onto my phone? Yes, absolutely. Uh, For the Allegiant where there's no internet? Right. You tell me it doesn't matter, right? Nope, nope. Okay. So download it and you can get some series. Yeah, you'd probably be able to get knock out half of it, at least, at the very least, because... That was me last night. After Sunday night baseball was over, I knew it was a good game on Sunday night. Yeah, it was. Kind of got lopsided at the end, but watching Scherzer anytime you can watch him, boy, he's good. Uh, He's really good. Uh, And Buck Showalter, what a difference he's made for those Mets, Mm -hmm. right? Oh my gosh, real manager. No, he really is. He he really is. He's um, this is a different baseball team now. Uh, More baseball coming up an hour from now with our friends Matt Snyder, boy uh, Marcus Stroman. They needed him yesterday. The Cubs. Uh, to come out and pitch uh, a, a good one after they got crushed the first two games in Milwaukee. He was fantastic on his birthday, and now the Cubs, believe it or not, have beaten Corbin Burns twice. That's wild. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. Because they're not a very good team, the Cubs I'm talking about. So the draft from over the weekend, Trent, it has come, it has gone. I think some teams did really, really well, but let's try and localize it a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, as we saw Iowa State, did they tie a record with four guys getting picked in the in the NFL draft? I think it was certainly of the seven round era, right? That is the case. I don't know if there's something longer back, but I think that might. Be I the think they might. Back. I think they tied was going there a back five? into the seven. Eh, I, but regardless, recently. yeah, certainly of the recent era, mm-hmm. this is a record for them. Iowa State concluding the draft with Brock Purdy. Yeah, good, and the, good for him. The excitement from the family. It was awesome. It really was. It, yes, awesome. Just to hear your name called. Uh-huh. And yes, it has a title of Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, big deal. He gets a parade in Newport Beach. Right. He gets a whole bunch of gear to go along with it. Uh-huh. The pick before that, one away from Mr. He gets nothing. Right. <laughs> nothing but his seventh round contract in that slot. Uh, this is great for Brock Purdy. It is. Good for him. And you I would... think he's going to a pretty cool spot, too. Yes. You would much rather be... The last pick, as opposed, like you said, the second to last pick, right. or even the last pick of the sixth round. Uh-huh. You would much rather be in this spot because of everything that goes around along with it, and and it becomes a story. You know, if a guy, and we hear that every time a guy that is dubbed Mister Relevant makes even a roster, mm-hmm. it's a big deal because well, it's incredibly difficult to do just that. Now you could argue the other way and say you'd rather not be picked. Because, so you can go to where you want. Right, you can but choose. But I think it worked out pretty well where he ended up, because I don't think is going to be there. Right, and if he's gone wherever that uh-huh. destination may be... I'm not saying he's going to push through last. Look, Mr. Relevant has never thrown a pass in the NFL. Does that change with Brock Purdy? Well, at least it gives that stat a chance right. to be knocked off, because after all, he is a quarterback. I never thought he would make an NFL roster to begin with, mm-hmm. but the fact that he's going to get his opportunity, he was drafted good for him. Um... Arazarike, yes, to your Broncos. Uh, to the Broncos, I like that. I think there's a place for him there. Charlie Kohler now goes to a, a team that utilizes the tight end. Is as well we, run as an organization. Absolutely. Look, Hollywood Brown wanted out because they don't throw to the wide receivers a lot. They focus on the middle of the field. Where's Charlie Kohler going to be? Right there in the middle of the field. Good spot for him. But Brees Hall, um, at the head of the class, I mean... Trent, I can't wait to watch him as a New York Jet. I really can't. I think he's going to have a very good rookie season. If injuries, he's able to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long the career is going to be. But I know that the Jets and their fan base and the people that cover them are excited about the Brees Hall pick. And they brought in a ton of talent. Of course, three first-rounders there. They're excited about what they're building. It's the longest drought in the NFL. Not having a playoff berth is the Jets. But you're going to a place that mm-hmm. certainly... 
feels like they are finally, yeah. for the first time in a long time, mm-hmm. maybe building the right way. Do they have the quarterback? I thought we saw at least glimpses yeah, of Zach Wilson last year. Now he's got some weapons. Yeah, yeah. Had one wide receiver really a year ago, mm-hmm. and now he's got a lot of other pieces there. So a lot of excitement. I think a really good fit, opportunity. Now you hope, all right, we don't need to get this guy 375 touches a year. Right. Let's make sure it's not just him. Yeah. Get a couple other guys out there because, unfortunately, that is what running backs has morphed into. And we just know the history. You give the ball, the guy the ball that many times in Something the NFL. Happens. Yeah, very quickly. Uh, I hate to say it, but I have to be true to the to the program. The Kansas City Chiefs killed this draft. Yes. I don't know who's who's calling the shots. Um, I don't know if it's a combination of people, but they are killing the particularly where they draft on any given year at the very back of the first round. Um, I'm not a big Carlaftis guy. But I certainly think the pick of Sky Moore is a home run. Chanel at Wisconsin was a terrific player. Uh, even the tackle that they got from Kentucky, um, uh, Kennard, I think he's he's going to be a decent player. And McDuffie, they need secondary help. And they went out and got that. The Chiefs once again absolutely crushed this draft. Chanel will be a star. I think so. He is going to go in there. He's an inside guy, but he's going to make plays mm-hmm. all over the place. McDuffie, you know, some people had him very high on their draft board. A lot of people said this was a top 10 pick. And you get him at 21. And just on and on and on. I know there's varying degrees of George Karloftis. He's another guy put in the tape. And it's not like he had a whole lot of help on that Purdue defense. No, that, that's true. The only thing I... And that's a good point, Trent. You know what? I'm going to tap the brakes on what I was about to say. He's, you're right. It's not like he had a whole bunch of help. Um, and... Let me rewind my brain here. Um, a lot of ex- double teams. A lot of triple ex- teams. Excellent point. Because I did see him... Um, in the number of games when I didn't see him, mm-hmm. no, when he didn't sure. jump off the screen, uh, but he probably well, that was the reason, right? Because they were going out of their way to uh, to uh, uh, to block him. We'll see how he does. We'll see how he does. I thought that they killed it. I did. I didn't understand really the Vikings. Um, some you know some some hit and miss. Look, here's the thing: we won't know for a couple of years, right? right. All we're saying is regurgitation of what we've seen and what we think we know from our own two eyes. Um, the fact that the Vikings were willing to go out of their way to help two teams in their division was kind of odd. Absolutely odd. That was maybe the oddest part of the draft. I mean, let's get let's help, let's help out uh, Gutekunst and, and make it so he can make his quarterback happy by getting him an opportunity to draft Watson from North Dakota State. Yeah, we'll make that deal for you. I mean, come on. But going to your rivals—that's just it. Even the Lions, who I think are ascending the right way too. I do too. I think they had a good—they had a good weekend. And you look at what they did. I mean, just so much defense here for the Vikings. And, and I understand offensively, they feel like they're pretty good spot. Mm-hmm. I do too. Thielen comes back for another season to be the mm-hmm. number two. You're all right with that. I, I thought we saw moments out of a couple of those young receivers. So yeah, I, I understand kind of what they're doing here. But that defense needs a lot of work. Getting Jalen Naylor though at yeah. 191. Mm-hmm. He's going to make the roster, right? I think so. I think he's going to be a guy that carves out a five, yep. six-year career. Yep. Saw him score a lot of long touchdowns. How did that guy last a 191? Uh-huh. I think we'll have that conversation a couple of different times. It's just Well, they got a kid in the fifth round a few years ago that yes. worked out pretty well. Now he's a Buffalo Bill, and it didn't work out that he stayed, but he, he did score the most memorable touchdown in the franchise's history, after all. And that was another one. I remember Stephon Diggs. When he was healthy, he was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Now, Diggs is a little different. I think people forget... Diggs as a high school prospect, he was a five star, and it was a surprise that he stayed home and went to Maryland. But right, this it was is a injury. Guy, yes, right. that, that was really talented, mm-hmm. and he lasts. And oh, look at that—he's turned into one of the best wide receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL. I don't think Daylor's going to turn into that, but he's going to have a nice, solid, productive career. 
at the very least. But yeah, Vikings, it was odd, and I think you, you nailed it there. Going out and trading with both Detroit yeah. and Green Bay, that's a head scratcher. It's, it's just really um, it's somewhat, somewhat surprising. Uh, what else from the draft? Uh, Justin Ross, who you, if you follow college football closely, you might remember him at Clemson. Was it 2018 they won the national championship? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a true freshman at the time, and at the time was regarded as, if not the best freshman wide receiver in the world. Um, certainly on that very short list, he scored a touchdown or two in the national championship game, and then he got a significant significant injury and went um, fought his way back was never the same player but where are we going with this story well he went undrafted and in the era that we're in right now the name image and likeness this is one of these kids Mm -hmm. that he certainly would have got a boatload of money coming his way if he was uh, if that was in place back then and now he you know walks out into the world I hope he got his degree I don't know if he did or he didn't Um, but walks out into the world with probably not much of a future in football, and the opportunity to make name, image, and likeness money all is gone. Right. And that was a guy that would have cashed in. Uh, well, for sure. In a big-time yep. way. This was a guy that was going to have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank mm-hmm. before he started his yep. pro career. And his pro career, as you said, might not morph into anything. It could be, hey, injuries, we can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just he's not there, and this is such a cutthroat business. That's the part where you say... NIL makes a whole yes, lot of sense. Yes, I agree. And we can argue the med- how it's going mm-hmm. about and, and how ugly it's gotten at times, but the reality is mm-hmm. the way that it was set up at the time, a guy like Justin Ross will be a poster child yep. of, of what could have been. Greg Oden. Now, his career a little bit different than the NBA. But an excellent point, Trent. But we saw that guy and what he would have cashed into yep. maybe that first season. Now, he had an, N- an NBA career and, and made money, but there's so many of these stories that are now out there. Now he's coaching. Right. There's so many of those stories, though, uh-huh. that... Guys that you think, boy, he's can't miss. Right. And they miss. And they miss. And it doesn't happen. Or an injury happens, and that's what the case with Ross here. Get your money while you can. We can complain about it, and we will. Sure. But ultimately, for each individual kid, get as much money as out there. Absolutely. Did Mike Rose land on his feet? Did you he had to have got signed a free agent? So though, there right? was a list last night that uh I was reading through that had pretty much destinations of everybody, Iowa, Iowa State, you and I. And he had, at that time that I read that, had not signed with anybody. Nothing? Yet. At that time. I don't know if that changed overnight or into the evening or if it just hasn't been announced or what it is. I but. haven't seen it. And, and look, I'm not saying that I would have necessarily for sure seen it. But I, look, we both thought that he was going to be drafted after his college career. That was the one of the locals. I didn't think Goodson was going to get drafted. Um, some people did. And now he's what? He's a Green Bay Packer. There was a couple of guys. Look, go ahead. Uh, he signed with the Chiefs. Oh, he did? Yes. Oh, you know what? I did see that now yeah. that you. Yes, yep. I did see that. Good for him. Um, just one just one thing I want to, I want to point out there. You see the, the free agent signings and the uh, camp invites? Mm-hmm. Those are non paid. Right. So if, if you're a free agent signing, you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. But if you're a mini camp invite, like uh, I think Eisworth is. Uh, Kyler Schott is. Those are guys that um, are going to show up and look, they're up against it because not only were you passed over by everybody in the entire NFL draft, you were also passed over by, I don't know what the average number of free agent signings each team. What would you say? Six, eight, ten? 
Yeah, that range. So there's another. Th- so 260 guys got drafted, 300 free agents signed, and you're still out there. You're up against it. I mean, it's going to be a tough, tough hill for um, you to get that opportunity. I hope he does. Free agents, the general is tough. It is, but at least they get paid. Right. This one, it's another level. It's, it's entirely different. You got basically three days. Yes. And this is just to make the 90. The 90 that go to July. Right. That's what you're working to To give to you do. an opportunity to sign a free agent deal to mm-hmm. give you that, uh, that, that next chance. It is a tall, tall hill. Yes, and the absolutely. likelihood, I mean, what do we see? Half dozen of these guys ultimately yeah. even, even make it to right. make it to August? Mm-hmm. Out of... Maybe. Right. Maybe. And we're talking about what? 250 guys? Yeah, something lost. like that. Um, I didn't understand Kyle Schott leaving when he did. Maybe he just didn't want it. Maybe he's just done with football, right? Give well, him one last kick at the can. Give when it was first announced, there was a lot of talk of he's just giving up football, mm-hmm. and and then it was well, he's going to give it a shot in the NFL, right? I heard a lot of things physically. The injuries obviously dealt with last year, but not just last year through his career, where he just ready. But it's probably that back of your mind. Hey, if I don't give this a shot, and I'm sitting there. I'm in my 40s and say what could have been. Right. So give it, it yeah. Give it one opportunity. If only I would have. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and mm-hmm. you're feeling better even five years down the road. You'll right? know that you gave it a whirl. You gave it a whirl. Yeah. Yeah. But he is up against it mm-hmm. like the rest of these guys. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that's what it was for him. We'll see if I can get paid to do this. I probably won't, but I'll give it my shot and then I'll go for him. Uh, did. We see the beginning of the NIL era beginning in names at, at Iowa State with the St. Bonnie uh, guard that they, Holmes is his last name. Yeah. Did, do we think that, um, I mean, he had to have gotten paid. When you look at the teams that he said, no, the schools mm-hmm. that he said no to, I mean, one of those schools had to come with, so here's partial list. This is from Jeff Goodman. Clemson, Arkansas, Ohio State, Florida, Pittsburgh, and several others. So you got to assume that somebody had something there. Sure. So is this the first time that the NIL, the Iowa State NIL, delivered? The we will? Maybe. I wonder. Will we ever know that? Do we have to know that? I think, now, if he shows up for an event, all right, you can connect some yeah. dots. and You know, it, it, everything is so new in, the, in, in this. I mean, I would like to think that there is a database where you can go and find out. Um. Do we need to know? I kind of want to know. Are we heading to the era also where when a guy signs or when he commits uh-huh. and then a collective puts out a press release? Well, we know that they do in, in Miami. Because this is not tied again to the university. Again, right. Especially with guys that haven't signed. Mm-hmm. That's why we have signing day and guys have been committed for months or right. sometimes years. And the school and the coach can't comment on it. Right, but can an NIL come? I think you can because they're not affiliated with the school. Hey, we did that quote. We did that. That's mm-hmm. ours. That's our dude. Mm-hmm. It's got to be coming when you have that many schools that want your services. You just don't show up anywhere mm-hmm. without uh, getting something. You, I think you'd be foolish to. Yeah. So I think that when and maybe there's been somebody before. Um, I think when we all look back on this, and and soon we'll know who I was first. What I think maybe this Jaron Holmes, the St. Bonaventure guard, will be not the poster for the We Will, yeah. but he'll be the first one. 
Um, we, we shall see. Uh, what else from over the weekend? Uh, NBA finally got going yesterday. God, I missed it. I did too. Oh boy, I missed it from Friday night. Um, man, oh man, didn't it feel like Memphis let one get away yesterday, Trent, with Golden State? Oh, absolutely, State? yeah. Get a freaking rebound, for God's sake. And what? you're right. And what was he doing leaving the floor? Being Draymond. What? He was so he was celebrating that he, he was, was ejected. He was being him. That's what who did you he think is. of the call in the first place? <laughs> I mean, he slapped him in the face. He got him square in the face, and then he pulled That's him a down. Flagrant one. Did he pull him down or did he? I mean, I think you got to. He pulled him down. I, I think it was the by the letter of the law. You got to toss him. Absolutely. Now here's the other dynamic. So they have this point system now in the NBA, and the point system. Of course, remember Draymond getting ejected in the NBA Finals, Mm -hmm. and it was because of that technical. That turned out to be he wasn't able to. Was it Game Six or Game Seven? Don't remember, but but one of those two games that Draymond wasn't able to play against the Cavs. So that's out there. If he gets another flagrant two, automatic suspension. Mm -hmm. If he gets two more technicals, automatic suspension. And even if it doesn't play out in this series, he's got a long way to go. We got a lot of basketball here. <laughs> yes, and we the do. Warriors are going to be there. You think Draymond's going to get through? Uh-uh. Nope. Another twelve games? Nope. With less than two technicals? I don't. He he knows this. It's the way that he is wired, though. But he's such. A, if, if if that's what it takes for him to play on the defensive end of the floor like he does, mm-hmm. boy, he's good. He is so fun to watch play on the um, underneath the basket. There was a part though that I was. I enjoyed watching the Warriors play more without, without him. Without him? Certainly offensively. Mm-hmm. Because all he does is he's just sitting, yeah. moving screens endlessly yeah. and, and being a pain in the butt. And <laughs> the offensive basketball that we saw from Golden State yesterday, it just, it is so beautiful. Man, they got lucky. I thought. And Thompson misses both free throws right. at the end of the game. Memphis just needs a, and they couldn't, even the, even the second miss free throw out of bounds. I just they just couldn't catch it. They just couldn't get a break. Couldn't get a break. Seven missed threes from Clay, but two of the biggest oh, threes. Oh, the of one, the game. yeah, the one to take the lead. Mm-hmm. Well, it was the game winners. It yes. turned out because there was no more scoring after that. That was that was massive. Um, Gary Payton didn't do much statistically, but boy, he had a big impact on that game. He did. Uh, Poole is unbelievable. I mean, Jordan Poole is unbelievable. Went from oh yeah that guy. Uh, where did he end up, Trent? Oh, he's on Golden State. Well, yeah, he will never play. Right. He was great. Ah, but Memphis got to be sick to their stomach watching that opportunity, especially when you get 33 from Jackson. Right. You know, Morant's going to give you that. You can expect that every given night, but come on. Desmond Bain was terrible. Dylan Brooks was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the and way Bain's that's all been great. Right. Bain's been great. But those two guys you anticipate are going to mm-hmm. be what? They combined to go 6 of 23 between the two. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And I think that's the way that they'll look at it. We're going to be fine. Yeah, it was a game that Jackson actually was able to play. Yeah. 30 minutes. Right. Which is a rarity for him. Yep. He is such a weird offensive player, though. Oh, well, he was filling it up yesterday. We know what a great shooter he is, uh-huh. coupled with, of course, the size that he has, the way that he can play. What can he morph into? I mean, could he be? can he be a star? Can he be not a top five guy in the mm-hmm. NBA, but a top well, certainly 15 Certainly a place guy? for him on the Grizzlies. Oh, no doubt. And if this is going to be long term, him and Ja, uh-huh. and Ja's dad, Ja's dad, he's guy. living life, isn't he? Oh man! So did Whoa. you stick with it Friday night after the game? No, not after the game. So after the game, they go down and they're talking to John. There's dad in the background yep. bouncing around, and all of a sudden they cut over, and it's Carl Anthony Towns' dad comes. Yeah, over. though they've been going after each other yeah. since game. They had, they had a bet apparently. The they did. Them. 
So Jot takes off his jersey. Dad tells him, hey, take it off. Yeah. Big man's got to put it on. Well, of course, Cat's dad's not fitting into John Moran's jersey. <laughs> so he just kind of lays it over his gut, and he had it on that way. But it was it was a lot of fun. That guy, he cracks me up. I, I got a kick out of him. They asked him how uh, – I saw one interview with him over the weekend, like how Jaw was plays. Oh, he's been terrible. Just, is that what he said? Yeah, he, just, he is goofy and fun. And right away, we're watching the game Friday night. My wife – who is that guy in the red? I go, well, I didn't know at the time. Mm. They cut to him a little later. Yeah. But I go, it's got to be Jaw's dad. And, he's, and she's like, that guy's nuts. Like, he's entertaining. <laughs> he is. Did you see him after the game yesterday? Both uh, Steph Curry mm. and Thompson. He's, he spoke with both of them oh, leaving really? the floor. Both went out of their way to go talk to Morant. Oh, man, Morant. I don't know what it is about him. Anyway, the earlier game, Milwaukee. Whew, Trent. Did we get the series wrong already? I think we did. How long did we talk about, man, plus 180, don't we? Eh, and we couldn't talk ourselves into well, it. Well, we just saw what Brooklyn, I mean, the fight, that, uh, the lack of fight that Brooklyn put up against the Celtics. The Celtics rolled them. They swept them with Kevin Durant. And Kyrie. And Kyrie. And they swept them in four games. There's no way that anybody's going to stop this. Well, uh, you don't know about in the Middleton. Had, and no Middleton. Yeah. But we tried to talk ourselves into it. We tried. Let's think that over. No, but man, the Bucks just took it. To, and, and Giannis was in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. He's had picked up his. Now his third was a terrible call. His fourth was just on totally on him. Where the where the foul was committed that far away from the basket. But the, the his third foul was just it's not a foul. Um, I loved what Milwaukee did from the opening tip, and right away because Boston doesn't have a point guard. Marcus no. Smart's not a point no, guard. No, 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 no. He's the point guard for that team. Mm-hmm. And, and other guys handle the ball, and they do things with Tatum. And, yep. and, and he was hurt. His shoulder popped oh, yeah. out. But they did right away. This is not going to be easy. You're not going to be able right. to walk the ball up and initiate offense. No. Mm-hmm. We are going to guard you 94 feet up and down the floor. And I really think that took right away Boston kind of out of their comfort zone that they have built over the last four or five months of what they have morphed into. Playing two bigs together. With Lopez and Porter, Porter's together, and of course Giannis. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult lineup, but I still believe Boston, they'll be able to figure this out. They're going to be able to figure out what to do defensively. Series isn't over, but it certainly changed Oof. yesterday. And the Giannis throw to himself after traveling off the backboard. Off the backboard. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I mean, that's something you do on a six foot hoop yeah. at the elementary school. <laughs> He's the best player in the world. He's the best player in the world. Yeah. I think he is. Yeah. I think he is. Um, you know, and it almost feels like there's still another tier. You know, if, if offensively. Oh, yeah, I, hope so. <laughs> I love this for a small market team. Yes. Kind of close to us. Right. Not that we're going out of our way to watch or talk about the Milwaukee Bucks until they get to the playoffs, but just the fact that he turned down opportunities to go to the brighter lights of an NBA franchise. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. All right. We're going to get to Nick Olson uh, coming up here. We will uh, pick his brain on everything. You know, a lot of guys defecting from the uh, secondary room at Iowa State. There's a kid coming in, a Juco transfer from Blinn College is going to play that position, but there's been a lot of them leave. So what is behind this? Do you have... Do you have a theory? I mean, I don't know what um, what Campbell's got in Haycock's got mm-hmm. in waiting, but they better be Champ Bailey-like, Darrell <laughs> Rivas-like. I'm not saying that Craig McDonald is going to be a um, an all-Big 12 player, but at least they've played. He's solid, right? I, th- I mean, and, we talked about him periodically last year. And this, if this was only Craig McDonald, okay, mm-hmm. that's going to happen. But that's not it. We have seen how many defensive backs now leave? Like, 
miles. 11, I thought, is the number that I saw yesterday. I don't know if it's that many, but there's a lot. 11 defensive backs that had eligibility remaining that have left the program in the last year. Mm-hmm. So, do you look at the... It can't all be because they see an underclassman no. that's better than them, can it? Well, and they play five, six defensive backs, a lot of snaps, coupled with, you need depth there. Right. There's going to be 9, 10, 11 guys that are going to play in the defensive backfield, and all these guys are leaving? So where my mind went first is, is there something going on in the coaching staff? And it's not Matt Campbell, and it's not probably even Haycock. Broomfield? Well, there's two defensive back coaches. Deion Broomfield, former Cyclone, and Matt Capone. Okay. Is there something there? Because you see this happen a lot, where a position group, a bunch of guys leave, and it's because of the coach. It's a question. I have no clue. I have heard absolutely nothing about it, but it at least needs to be mentioned, right? Is there something happening there? with the defensive back coach. Either one, not sure who it is, mm-hmm. but that you can point to that says that's the reason that these guys are going. They're not coached in a way that they are responding to, and and now this many guys have left the program. Yeah, it, it certainly makes you wonder. Well, we'll ask Nick Olson about that. Now, I know Bloom and uh, Williams did their podcast. I wonder if that got brought, brought up on. Did you listen to no. it? Um, watching Bloom and Pat Hardy over the weekend, that was somewhat at Twitter entertaining, right? Going Jesus, back and forth, man. What was up with that? I stay away from Twitter beefs. Bloom comes up with these just, I mean, how does how much effort does it take for him to come up with these little nuggets? That He's he, got a spreadsheet. He must. I mean, how many has he got in his, in his desk that any given time he can pull one out whenever the need arises? Because, man, he's quick to put those up there. Yeah, 1973. It's just... That's the only response you need back to yeah, him, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, him and Wade Looking Bill yes. for the second time. Our buddy Wade Looking Bill and Bloom got into it over the weekend. And then Pat Hardy and Bloom, the main event, Saturday night on Twitter. 10.30, we're underway on a Monday. It's time for another $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword win, win at KXNO.com. Win at KXNO.com. Your chance at $1,000. Nick Olson covers Iowa State. A lot of ground to cover with Nick when he joins us next. Miller and Condon underway on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3T.org. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's go to our friend Nick Olson, covers Iowa State 24-7 sports, cyclonealert.com. Nick, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Before we get into the uh, nuts and bolts on Iowa State, is there the um, 24-7 Sixty percent sales still on, or did we miss it? It is still on. Yes, one more day. Thank you so much for asking that. Absolutely. So this is the last day in order for because Nick's been killing it over there at Cyclone mm-hmm. Alert, uh, doing it from essentially like your first day. I remember you broke his story. Remember that? Trend? That's right. Um, and well, who's this Olsen guy? We need to get him on. We do, and we have, and we're glad we did. So sixty percent off. Final day today. Where do you go, Nick? Twenty four seven sports or Cyclone Alert? Either one. 
Yeah, ideally Cyclone Alert, and there will be a big green tag for 60% off VIP. You can hop on right there. Good stuff. Let's get into Iowa State. They certainly had a uh, an eventful weekend, comings and goings. Let's start basketball-wise before we get into all the football. Uh, Jaron Holmes from St. Bonaventure, which immediately caught my eye, um, You know, in addition to what uh, it looks as though he's going to be able to do and how he'll help Iowa State. Uh, is this potentially, when you look at all the places he could have gone, knowing that he ended up at Iowa State, might we have seen the first uh, incoming player to take advantage of NIL? I know that they want to get their guys there before they spend, but Holmes had to have something uh, before he ultimately decided, or was this just the love of, of the program that got him to Ames? Yeah, so I've been able to speak with him a little bit. I'll have another article on that, and you know, actually some friends that uh, covered him at St. Bonnie's a little bit, and I really think, you know, would I be shocked if there was maybe a little extra involved? Perhaps not, but I really don't think that that necessarily was a factor. I think that Iowa State, you know, really sold him on a potential role, and just based on the type of person he is and, you know, kind of how he's grown and oriented, I think that he'll really fit in with the culture. I think that, you know, Iowa State really sold some things on him well, and, and he's going to have a major role on a Big 12 team, which is something that, you know, is a major level up from what he had previously. And I think that's something he and his family are really excited about after visiting last week. Let's uh, look at this roster now and kind of look forward. There's a couple of big names that they were involved in that have made commitments in the in the transfer rankings right now. Who else is still out there? Who are they targeting? And, and what's the biggest maybe position need as we look at the rosters that's currently constructed? A.J. Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they got, obviously, you know, a couple defensive-oriented guys. Hassan Ward, Jeremiah Williams, a couple different positions. You know, center, point guard. We'll see where Williams ends up. And they solidified some scoring and, you know, kind of a two-way guy with Holmes. So now the big spot which I've really said, you know, since this thing kind of started, is a reliable post score, right? Especially someone that can kind of step away from the hoop. Uh, someone that was just here over the weekend was Wright State transfer Grant Basile. Iowa State put themselves in a really good spot after this visit. I'm not sure I would call them the favorite, but I would think I would call them as much of a favorite as anyone. Uh, it's been, you know, often talked about that, he really likes some things about the ACC. I would say Notre Dame and Virginia Tech are also up there. I'd expect a decision in the next two to four days, likely from him. Uh, but they're certainly still in the running for him. Manny Bates was also here last week. Now, the visit went well. I would still peg Butler as a potential favorite there. But those are kind of the two big ones. And then, obviously, you mentioned A.J. Green. You know, that's been a big one, and that's been – Talked about for a while. I think it's kind of a waiting game with them. We'll have to see if, you know, he got a combine invite. Duke is also reported mm-hmm. to be involved, but I've been pretty, you know, consistent on, on where I feel he ends up if he plays college hoops next year. Mm. And they do have the uh, the scholarship of, the, are they say how many have they got left? One or two? I believe at least two at this moment, okay. yep, because obviously they lost, you know, a couple guys, including Hunter and, you know, guys to the pro yep. rank. So they'll at least have enough scholarships, yep, for one of those posts. And 
potentially another scorer like a you know maybe an AJ Green. Before we get into the the NFL draft, let's talk about the uh, again another couple of defections uh, from the uh, secondary at Iowa State. Safeties and DBs have been. Um, how many? What's the total? Do you know? Trent thought he saw that. Like, what did you say? 11? Eleven. Yeah. Over the last uh, year, defensive backs have left the program. Is 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 that an accurate number? And if so, what's behind that? Do you think, Nick? What are you hearing? Yeah, that's pretty spot on. I think it's ten or eleven actual scholarship guys. Now, I, I kind of heard how you guys were, um, you know, teeing it up beforehand, and I I definitely don't blame anyone for kind of looking a little bit extra into it. But but when you take a step back, I really believe it's, it's several different reasons. Now, there's a lot of young talent at those positions. So I think three to five guys is potentially just playing time, you know, mm-hmm. roster spot. I have heard, uh, you know, some money involved for a couple of guys that were earlier, really before I got here, okay. uh, like Hashim Young and, you know, potentially one of the other players i will say mcdonald was a surprise that was a surprise to a lot of people um you know involved around the team and based on twitter it seemed like even a lot of the teammates didn't really expect it that one's a question mark for me but i'm not sure what he would really get you know if money is necessarily a factor which i'm not saying it is i don't think it's anything too deep with the coaching staff certainly you know i don't think broomfield because he's one of the most well-liked kind of guys around the program, really, you know, players and people around it. So I, I firmly believe it's, you know, a multitude of different things. I do think the McDonald one kind of put the stamp on it because he was at least projected on the twos, but likely a starter, you know, at safety. So somebody will have to come up, and I think that the Thompson commitment that was had last night is going to help in the meantime. Right. So he can Jeremiah play right Cooper away? Comes in. Yep. Oh, good. I believe he's supposed yeah. to actually be – you know, slated to have a major role this year now, too, um, you know, with some of these departures. He's he's a pretty solid pickup. And then the 2022 class and potentially 2023 are going to have some studs as well. So we have the transfer portal news that's always going on. We, of course, have other big news happening, including commitment J.J. Cole. Pretty big honor. Uh, saw you retweet that earlier today for J.J. Cole as he'll be playing in one of the All-Star events. Yeah, that's major. I had spoken with him about that a few weeks ago, and obviously he made things official, you know, especially for the quarterback position. Not too many mm-hmm. both get invited or obviously get some run in that game, you know, because <laughs> only one on the field at a time. So it's a really nice thing. You know, Iowa State did a great job with him, like I said, and I think it's going to kind of help between him, some of these recruits, and obviously the draft this weekend. I think it's going to be a good, you know, potential stepping point for the Iowa State football program to continue to grow in their recruiting ranks. You know, it, it's so difficult when you watch a kid play, and I'm referring to Mike Rose, um, you know, just what it takes to get from that level to the to the next level, right? From Saturday to play on Sundays. We watch Mike Rose play, and he's tough. He was hurt. He was hurt a lot last year uh, in the, toward the end of the season. But, man, this is a kid from right from the jump that came in as a true freshman and made an impact. Like, I didn't say he was going to be a first-day pick. I certainly thought he would get his opportunity to hear his name name drafted and yet he had to wait for the free agent opportunity which came after the draft kansas city threw some guaranteed money at him so he's going to be a chief good for him but man oh man it's certainly surprising over the weekend uh that he wasn't the fifth cyclone that heard his name called yeah that was one that was probably the biggest surprise to me you know i had 
set around five. I set my number around five and a half, maybe for them to get drafted. And Hummel, he tested really well at the pro day, so I thought he'd have a shot. And then Mike Rose, exactly the production, really from day one. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got good size, kind of gotten a lot of um, you know good compliments for leadership and, and work ethic. So that was a surprise to me. It didn't take long though for him to obviously find a spot. I think there were some questions about injuries. Obviously, the last round and a half or so is really unpredictable as you kind of saw with Brock Purdy. I mean, that's a loaded quarterback room as it is, but I do think he's a guy and and I'll go into this in an article tonight. I think he will make a 53 man roster. I think that he and Chase Allen will have some really good shots based on Chase Allen's a bear guys. Mm -hmm. And yeah, bear down (laughs) and um, you know, kind of the guaranteed money that they got as well as the positions that they can fill. That's what I would say about those two. Certainly. Guy that I'm intrigued by, we've talked about a lot, obviously, is Andrew Mavis, the uh, kicker for a season and also punter towards the end of last season for him. He goes to Jacksonville. Look, scouting kickers, you, you think it's hard to scout other positions. I think kicker might be as difficult as it is to evaluate. How about Mavis? What kind of opportunity do you think he has? Yeah, he's another guy that I saw in at least one mock draft, you know, had a chance to go late. So I think he's really got a good shot, too. You know, kicker, obviously not as many spots on the roster, and they'll generally have to – you know, go through some camp competitions as well. But if not this year, I do think that he will stick on a legitimate roster as well. And, you know, I'd say most of these guys, even other than potentially Schweiger, uh, just because I didn't hear his name as much, mm-hmm. I think that they'll at least be practice squad guys, which is a pretty good sign to have, you know, seven to nine players getting at least the tryouts some guaranteed money and potentially hitting the rosters in their rookie year. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Brees Hall, the uh, uh, the the bellwether, I guess, the top of the class for Brees Hall. He goes early in the second round. I'm glad he came back onto the stage. He was in Vegas. Did you see where the announcement was made? Did you see it? Circa Sports, baby. Not too bad. Uh, he was one of them at Circa, and then he made his <laughs> way back to the uh, to the stage, walked on, and had his moment in front of the audience. Uh, good good for him uh, for, for doing that. Uh, last thing for me, Nick, uh, uh, any more football news that you're sitting on, that you're waiting for? perhaps um you know some some guys that uh, can come in and play immediately like the uh the safety from last night anything i would just say that i I would expect the team to you know kind of use the portal to their advantage especially in the secondary primarily the safety position and um you know just the recruiting has been really solid to get a couple four stars lined up for some official visits as well coming up and Geez, already a month or so in June. So I would say things are looking pretty positive there, um, and I would expect some commitments in the next few weeks as well. Well, again, Nick Olson, uh, part of uh, 24-7 Sports, the 60% off VIP sale that ends today. Uh, Nick, the newcomer, one of the newcomers on the Cyclone Beat, and he's doing a terrific job, and if you'd like to help support him, uh, CycloneAlert.com, 60% off VIP sale only through today. Nick Olson, great stuff. You're doing a terrific job over there. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Means a lot to me, guys. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you. Nick Olson, as we talk Iowa State, and we'll do the same with Nick uh, a week from today. So so there you have it, uh, the latest on Iowa State. The kid's going to come in play right away, get that opportunity to do so. Um, still in on some guys in basketball. Mm-hmm. A.J. Green seemingly he's going to see if there's an NBA. Yep, I'd heard yep. the Duke stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's, he's, he was, Sniffing around. That they're sniffing around, and I mean, man. If you get a Duke opportunity, it's hard you to, say to no. pull a dad. Yeah, two uh, completely different circumstances. Yeah, it is. What do you do? 
Well, I have a different relationship with my dad. I'd be going to Duke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, we, we'll find out. Some uh, some news over the weekend pertaining the Big 12. Did you see uh, Dennis Dodd's I story? I did, yes, and I didn't get through it all. It, it has to do with they're waiting on a waiver regarding the championship game and divisions, correct? So they basically made a Big 12 rule. If you play a round robin in football, then you can have a conference championship game even without divisions. Right. Well, of course, for the next couple of seasons, starting in 2023, mm-hmm. Texas and Oklahoma are still there. They're going to have 14 teams. Right. So they're going to split into two divisions of seven, and the two teams play. Well, now there is talk of no longer having to have divisions. Right. You can just have your two highest-ranked teams play each other like the Big 12 currently does. Right, instead of having uh, you know Colorado get thrown to uh, right. the Joel Clatt got <laughs> carted off the field 70-3 to or whatever the score was. Or Iowa getting throttled by Michigan. There you go. Maybe you'll have a rematch of Michigan-Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That is the proposal that is out there. I like that. Most people believe it is going to pass. Mm-hmm. Almost every conference wants this. Give me the, your two best teams. Yes. And Even the, though we saw them earlier in the year, maybe. The one that was kind of dragging their feet was the SEC. Now, some people believe because the ACC was a big proponent of this that this is a little payback for not pushing through the 12-team playoff. Is that right? But the SEC apparently is also on board now of going this route. Does that mean divisions completely go away? We know the Penn State fans would love that because mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. year we're at Big Ten Media mm-hmm. Day. Boy, they complain Which, about that. Which, by the way... News from that. That is not the the best news from over the weekend. That was kind of a kick in the you-know-what. The Big Ten Media Days back in Indianapolis? Yep. Not Chicago. Not Chicago. I'm out. Yeah, Indy just doesn't have the it same pull. It just doesn't, does it? I mean, it's great for basketball. I mm-hmm. like it because you're on the square down there. Yep. Um, the championship game's, game's wonderful. Sure. Big Ten championship yes, game. Yes, I get that. Media Day, you wanted to go to Chicago. I love Chicago. It was a selfish it's one. where the Cubs play or the yeah. White Sox play. There's something to do at night when nothing's going on. We'll take a time out, come back, finish up the hour. We will talk baseball. Matt Snyder kicks off hour number two. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. If you're an NFL fan, you're wondering when the hell are you going to get to the regional teams that you uh, like to talk about? Well, we will. We'll do so tomorrow. Trent's play the day. We got some hockey tonight, too, kid. Yeah, we do. How about the... Wild getting a home ice oh, advantage, Wild too. Blues. I think this might be as good a first-round series, as long of a first-round series, as we're about to embark on here tonight. And perfect late-night hockey, I saw. At least 8.30 they dropped the puck, which the first means three games, yeah, are all 8.30 scheduled face-offs. So I love that. Get the kids to bed nice. and we just lock into a little hockey here. For the next couple of months. Well, we'll do a, a bunch of Joe O'Donnell hits and um, Dane uh, Muzatani, who covers them as well, St. Paul Pioneer Press. If you're not, if you're an Iowa Wild fan or Minnesota Wild fan, we'll get you covered through the playoff run. We'll take our last time out again. If you missed it a little bit earlier, keyword kxno.com. 10 o'clock hour is when Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Kentucky Derby. Fear Factor. Uh, Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX and OI. Yes, the first Saturday in May. Coming up, we will um, do a, we're going to do a couple of derby hits. Jerry Crawford, who mm-hmm. owns one of the uh, uh, one of the favorites, uh, Mo Donegal's the horse's name. We'll have him one day. And then Dick Girardi, who's covered the uh, race for years for one of the Philadelphia papers. Inquire? One of the Philly papers. That would be the Philly paper that I know. I think that's what he's, he's covered it for forever, so we'll do a couple hits on that. And you just heard the commercial. You can watch and wager at Prairie Meadows. 
I might go out on Saturday. Oh, yeah, get I'm, some tickets. I'm a definite maybe go out and I don't think I'll stay for the race, but you know, get caught up in the kind of the buzz of the feel of it uh, ahead of on some of the undercard, if you will, bet on some of the undercard on Saturday. And what's the race season look like out of Prairie it this year? It doesn't start till like three weeks. It's already, you, I mean, forever. It started, oh, April 20th, around there. Mm-hmm. Now it's not going to start till late May and go into October. Just weather? No, you know what it is, is um, where they get the most of their horses from. Mm-hmm. That track stayed open longer. Oh, okay. So um, in, in Oakland, in Arkansas, so that's uh, that's that's the reason. And you'll it. give us some picks on Friday? I will give you the winner of the Kentucky Derby, yes, oh, I, oh, as right. I um, attempt to do each and every year. A, Are you going to bet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> well, I know it's, you know it's not on your sports app, though, so you... Well... That's you why you got Twin Spires. You do. Twin Spires or Express Bet and watch and wager on your app anyways. So I yeah. was uh, having a beer with a buddy a couple weeks ago and just happened on the TV where we were at. They had TVG, TVG on, yeah. so I pulled out the app and hit a uh, hit a try box, I think is what it was. Good yeah, for you. $76 all of a sudden in the account. Good stuff. A little more to play with those $2 bets that I like to find. No, look, it's it's a bucket list for a lot of people. It really is a yeah. cool experience. It's a long day. You're going to be inconvenienced. There's 150,000 people at that place. And more than people than not will be highly intoxicated. Oh, especially the ones on the infield. Just just wild. Anyways, uh, hour number two, we're going to talk some baseball. Looking forward to getting into that with Matt Snyder. The first place Minnesota Twins. Those first place Minnesota Twins. How about that? Buxton yesterday, another home run for Did he him. hit another home run yesterday? Joe Ryan, he pitches Tuesday next. Yes, he. Uh, They're in Baltimore, right? They are Don't starting to let tonight. up. Don't let up. They have Baltimore, and then they have another pretty easy series on the surface here. Reading more about Joe Ryan because you watch him, he doesn't throw hard. Throws ninety one, ninety two. Mm-hmm. But the thing that makes him difficult is the arm angle that he comes with. The reason for it, he didn't grow up a baseball player. He grew up. A water polo player. And that's how he And that's to throw? why it comes out of that kind of really? weird arm angle is because that's how he learned to throw. I've never heard of that. In a pool. Connection. And that's why he's able to elevate his fastball huh. and it looks a lot faster than 91-92. Well, he's, he's off to a good start. Look, the team is the team is off to a terrific set. Yeah. Conversely, on the south side of Chicago, not so much. Keep losing, White Sox. Hmm. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk baseball with Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Scott Dockerman, and then Trent's play of the day. Plays. Play of the day, please. Yeah, when was the last time you had a play? Trent's plays day. of the day. Even before, Saturday I found a bunch to bet on. Of course you did. Miller and Condon, hour two next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXS.